Hello, my name is Gary Shotton, and in this uh, lesson I'm going to call it uh, Rumble Strips. And it's in reference to how you would feel your business is going and how to make adjustments and how you can uh, kind of sense that things are going down the center of the lane or you're getting off track. And a rumble strip is what we have in America anyway, uh, kind of Im embedded into the roadway that if you get outside your lane, the wheels are fitting, hitting this uh, impressions inside the pavement that make a pretty loud noise, brrr, noise like a, a, a rumble. Uh, it's like you know that you're on this strip. It could be in the center of the lane, meaning you're getting off center, but for sure on the sideline so that you don't run off the side of the road. And it's there because uh, somebody could easily uh, tend to small, fall asleep and, and they're dozing just a little bit and they get outside the lane and that's enough usually to wake that person up. Of course, that person should uh, uh, pull over to the side, take a nap, and then start over. But the rumble strip is there. And you know, I've been had occasions to help a few people uh, that are like 15 years old or 16 years old, and I said, hey, let me just take you out there, and I'll let you drive my pickup truck or my vehicle. Oh, no, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Oh, no, get behind the wheel, and we'll go inside. the. And this happened one time a couple months ago, and we're in the parking lot, and they're real nervous and everything. And so, okay, just put it in gear and go forward and backward and forward, and it's a wide open. You can't hit anything. There's nobody around. And then I say, well, let's go out on the, on the street. And there wasn't a lot of traffic. It wasn't going fast. And this person was uh, 16, but they were almost petrified, shaking a little bit and, and going down the road quite slow compared to the other traffic. There wasn't a lot of traffic. And they went just a mile or so. And then we stopped. And I said when we we're done, I said, you know, uh, you did a really good job. But let me tell you, the way you're driving, you made me nervous and everybody around you nervous because you weren't in control. You weren't confident. We could see you getting close to the side and back and forth. You're weaving back and forth. You should be making short little adjustments before you even get to that point of to the edge of the road. Well, that's the way a business, you could look at a business. When you're new in your business, you're going to be like afraid. You're going to be uh, unsure of yourselves. And it's noticeable. It's very noticeable when somebody's not confident in their own business. Now, on the contrary, if somebody really demonstrates a high degree of confidence and they show they are confident, that has influence with the bank and with your customers and with your suppliers. And so it's not something you can actually fake, but it really is a factor that you need to look at. You don't want to look like a newbie in your business. And so when you're starting in business, you're going to be making little adjustments back and forth. You're going to be on the edge and you're not sure of this and that. And after a while, you're going to hopefully settle down and not make those choppy little adjustments. And you're going to look farther down the road and you're going to look more intently in the process and you're not going to be moved with uh, fear and, and concern over one little loss of one little sale or one customer goes away or even a big customer goes away. You're going to have a confidence in God that, you know, I can handle this without being shaking and fearful and, and regretful that something happened. And so we're going to encourage you along that line. Now, uh, the terms that are many times shared with me is that I share is you need to be able to work on your business and not in your business. What do I mean? Well, in my business, sitting behind me is a parts made in machine shop. I feel it fortunate that I cannot make one single part in this company. I have no skills at all in making the part. I actually have no skills at all in even measuring the part. 
because that's not my job. And it's kind of fortunate because if I had those skills, I know my nature, I would be in there trying to make the part or trying to measure the part. If somebody didn't show up for work, well, I can do it. No, I can't. I can't even do that. So I'm by the nature of the way we structured this business, I cannot actually work in my business. I don't know how. I'm always working on it. And there's where the money's made. If you can move yourself off of the end, at first you might be in it doing everything. But if you can move yourself out of that into working on it, here's what you could do. How can you look at your business? You can look at your financial statements. You would be surprised how few people look at and know how to read their financial statements to know whether or not they're actually inside the guidelines of being profitable or not. They're, not, they're already on the rumble strip and should have been woken up a long time ago because they're going broke. They're going to be broke. They just don't know it. They're driving this thing into the ground. And unless they make some significant changes quick, they're going to crash their business and be bankrupt. Well, there's things you can look at. Of course, you're going to look at your income on a monthly basis. And then you're going to look at your expenses on a monthly basis. And you're going to evaluate those. And you're going to see a track record, a history of both of those. You could graph them on a chart and you can start seeing, hey, are we consistently going up in our income? And are we holding our expenses down or lower? Or at least the ratio of your expenses to your income, is that going down or going lower? You see, no matter what you do, if you're all you're doing is selling more and more and more, but you're expensing more money than you, you're bringing in, you're going to go broke. I don't care how big the business is, you're going broke unless you borrow some more money, you use a credit card, but at the end of the day, you're going to be broke. You can look at things like uh, not just the profit, but of course that's your income minus your expenses is your profit on a monthly basis. But I don't become too concerned on one month. I look at a three-month rolling average. So in other words, if it's May, June, and July, what's the average of those? And the next one with June, July, and August, what's the average of those? So it doesn't, it gives me, it mellows out these little, like those little adjustments are taken out of the pictures. I look also at the ratio of my, uh, what we call accounts receivable, people that owe me money and haven't paid me yet, and those people that I owe, that's called accounts payable, and I see where the ratio is. What do I mean ratio? If I see, and I'm just using round figures, so just to be simple, if people owe me $100,000, and it's current, it's like they're not past due, and I owe people $33,000, then I have three times, three times 33 is $100,000, so I have a quick ratio of three. That means I have three times more money coming in than I owe. That's a good place to be in because you're, you're kind of serving as the bank, but you have more money coming in going, than going out. But if you should happen to look at that and you realize, golly, everybody's been paying me cash. I've got all, I, nobody really owes me. Let's turn it around that they only owe me $50,000, but I owe other people $75,000. Where am I going to come up with the money? You're upside down. That quick ratio is terrible. In other words, it's negative. And so in my case, I always like to be two times to three times of what people owe me compared to what I owe. I like to pay my bills in 30 days, but I haven't always paid in 30 days. That's acceptable in my business. But when it gets to 60 days, that's not acceptable. If I can't 
work on my business and make sure whatever I need to do to pay all of my bills within 60 days, preferably 45 and many times on 30 days. In other words, they send me the bill and it's 30 days later I process it and send it back. In my business, that's a good time period to send back the money on paying my bills. I would never be late for my payroll. I can't trust my workers to come to work on a daily basis and then on Friday when they're going to pay say, guys, I really don't have money to pay you. Could you wait till Monday? You talk about being a negative effect of attitude in your company. That's not going to work. But I've known of companies, especially people around the world, that sometimes I was told in one country in Eastern Europe that they hadn't been paid for like six months. How in the world could they get away with that? Well, it's because there was no other job. That so these individuals were will, willing to work, not getting paid, hoping that they might get paid in six months because if they quit, it would be embarrassing. I don't have a job. I have no other hopes of a job. And so they would go ahead and do that. That doesn't work in America. We have to pay our payroll on time. There's other things about really uh, being a part of the continual improvement. Am I driving with new inventions, new, new ideas? Am I doing a little bit of research? We just added a robot. Well, a robot is a new thing that I had to become convinced it was worth the investment. So I'm working on my business, never to do away with my workers, but to make sure that I'm current and above board. Again, I don't have any ability to measure a, a measuring device, but there's expensive instruments uh, called CMM, coordinate measuring machines. I, the last one I purchased was $117,000 in order to have the quality equipment to measure the parts at a standard that was far above or acceptable and above my customers. Those are working on the business. Now I happen to be in sales, so that is my part, and so I'm always working on a new sale, a new customer. Uh, once we have a new customer, I don't get in the middle of it unless they want me to get in, because my production and quality department should take care of that, and my buyers and my estimators should take care of that. But I'm always in touch with my customer. I'm a salesperson with relationships. But so in that regard, I am in, in the business, but it's from a view that doesn't have me bogged down actually trying to make a part. Thanks for being a part of Inspiring Better Business.